it was really apparent to me this obsession with like, I don't know if this is the word, but sterility, like being sterile. It's really, it's really, really fascinating. And just to think about it across different. Yeah. Yeah. I have to think about too. It's like, this is a weird connection, but with religion, it's like the belief that we are inherently sinners and that we're inherently tarnished and we have to continue to make up our our goodness. And we have like, we're internally damned. And it's, it's like almost sterile. part of that. Where it's like, we're dirty. Our, yeah. yeah. Where it's like, we're dirty and we need to continually make up for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just kind of thinking about that across all different, uh, whether it's our food or it's spirituality or our health. It's just this obsession with keeping things really, really sterile. And to me, that sounds like uh, void of life and the ability to really change and evolve in a healthy, productive way. It, it was, you know, in that post-World War II era, <laughs> We developed this belief of sterility and the the clean home. And at the same time, we developed the same belief about farms and soil management is that a good managed farm should have no nothing growing in it during the fallow season. It should just be plowed dirt without a single visible weed or plant. And so if you drive today through the Midwest during the winter, you've got thousands and thousands of miles of dirt that's been plowed into death. There's just no living thing on it, which is insanity. And it's why we're seeing global warming. It's not because there's too much CO2 in the atmosphere. It's because the earth can no longer breathe because we sterilize it every fall. And so we have done the same thing in a household with Lysol and all these things they could developed in the 1950s and 60s with the chemical companies saying, hey, we could bring these disinfectants into the, into the home just as we're bringing them into the hospitals. And we're going to sterilize the home and we're going to sterilize the hospital. We're going to sterilize the fields. And there will just be just a blank slate opportunity for us to do only what humans want to do. Let's make sure nature can't do what it wants to do. And so we created this bubble around our food system, around our homes, around our children by this sterilization effort. We started the vaccine effort to, to vaccinate our kids so that they couldn't see, you know, chicken pox being a good example of this, you know. Uh, and so with absolutely no idea at the time of why the, the chicken pox virus, that unique herpes virus, stimulates the immune system in such an interesting way and probably helps us with neurodegenerative things and has all kinds of benefits to it that we had no idea at the time. We didn't ask the question even at the time was, are these viruses good for us? Are they actually stimulating our immune system to be more intelligent? Instead, we just saw everything. If you have a fever, that must be bad. You know, no, we, we, we've got the wrong model of sickness. A sickness is a regenerative event. It is, not a, it is not a major setback if we treated it correctly, right? If we thought of it correctly, we would see it as a regenerative event. A fever is one of the most powerful ways to kill cancer cells in your body. And so by interacting with you know, viruses and bacteria, when they see a weakening immune system, they interact with us in such a way that it stimulates us back to a responsive regenerative state. And so when I get flu, it's a reminder to me of like, the reason you have this for the first time in five years, is you're not taking care of yourself and the viruses are there to help stimulate you back into a regenerative state because you're not taking care of yourself. You're not supporting your own regenerative mission. So the viruses are going to do it for you. And so that is what a sickness is, is a regenerative reset. When we rush in and then try to kill the virus and kill everything in that fever, and we try to suppress the fever with Tylenol and we do all this stuff to like stop the sickness, 
we can't regenerate. In fact, we just get the, the downstream inflammatory reactions. So we reached 88% mortality in ICUs during COVID because we were trying to crush everything, stop all of that steroids and you know, stop the fevers. You know, and it turned out nobody was really having fevers that were dying. The people that were dying were presenting without signs of infection. They were just showing up with hypoxia, loss of oxygen, carrying capacity. But we didn't focus on that. We just we had such this baked in narrative that this is an infection, this is a virus that we kept treating it that way. And so people that were showing up without signs of viral infection, just hypoxia, were being treated as if they were infected. And so we were sterilizing their bodies more and their immune systems completely failed instantly. And so we were killing people through this mission of sterility, not understanding that the regenerative effect of, of an interaction with a virus or a bacteria is there to stimulate and kickstart normal biology back again that had been failing. If we rushed in to support that, as a farmer or a physician, we would have a much different result. If we don't plow those fields into oblivion in the fall, instead we do a 15 seed cover crop, the next year we have the healthiest soil we've seen in generations, one year of cover cropping. And so we just need to keep the soil covered. We need it full of biology. The more diversity, the better. Same thing for your health. You've got to stay covered in the biology. You have to stay you know, steeped in the microbiology, steeped in the biodiversity of life itself. And so your kind of intuitive knowing that sterility equals a, a lack of life is spot on. That is the science of the last 30 years. Sterility is a lack of life. And for that, we die young and we die of horrible disease. We need to reverse that. The other meaning of the word sterility is is interesting in that it means you cannot reproduce, right? And so when a woman or a male is sterile, we have lost the capacity for reproduction. We use the same term and it's appropriate because reproductivity is reliant on a solid soil, a good soil system, microbial diversity. All of that we now know is critical for an endocrine system to be able to support something as complex as fertility. Interestingly, the, chem the chemical companies uh, in the mid-20th century that really dove into how to sterilize humans were the same chemical companies that grow our food today. You know? And so Bayer, uh, was a German company, was part of FK Pharmaceuticals at the time, and the Third Reich used uh, Bayer to study sterilization of the Jews in the concentration camps. And now Bayer owning Monsanto and Bayer having its own chemical GMO crop called Liberty Link blocks the, the amino acid pathways for fertility in soil systems. So it blocks the ability of weeds to be there. It blocks the ability of bacteria to be there. So it sterilizes the soil. But we are the same biology as the soil. And so you, you go and eat that stuff and we become sterile. And so we have been on this sterility mission on two fronts, sterilize us away from bacteria and fungi and sterilize our, our capacity for reproduction for almost a century now. And the science behind that is, is interestingly uh, baked in fear again, is that there's, we are afraid there are too many humans and we're going to kill the planet and we're all going to die because humans are extractive and we have too many humans. Why didn't we instead take the opposite view of Mother Nature is going to find the right balance with the right number of humans as long as we're integrated within nature? If we educate women, the, the birth rate goes from seven to two almost instantly. We should have moved out in the post-World War II era if we really wanted to, to, to find a, a healthy balance of population on the planet. We should have made it a national mission for every nation in the world to educate as many women as we could. 
we would have a completely different population right now. We would have a completely different relationship. We'd have a completely different socioeconomic structure, all of that, because the women would have taught us to do it differently. We would have stopped the short-sighted male archetype, goal-oriented type, you know, building of economies. And we would have created a process-oriented, nurturing kind of economic system that allowed everybody to participate and reach their fullest potential as, as any feminine archetype will do, whether that be a feminine archetype in a woman or a male. We, we're both capable of doing either. And I would say that you know, 99% of the women on the planet are, are living a masculine archetype life. They, they do the same things that the males do. They go out and create the goal-oriented you know, career path and they are taught how to think goal-oriented and they've lost the feminine archetype as much as the male has. And so we are in this sterility state for a loss of understanding of, of the feminine nurture for the feminine archetype of process rather than goal-oriented behavior. And so we are sterilizing ourselves both in the soils and in our gut you know, and to the complete failure of gut microbiome to our own sperm and, and you know ovaries to the state where we will see our own extinction. You know, and we, we see you know, China radically backpedaling now, begging their, their population to get pregnant because they see a complete collapse of their, their population happening uh, after you know, decades of fearing population explosion and doing you know, one-child laws and, and you know, massive abortion policies and everything else that they employed. All of that's gone now because they, nobody wants to get pregnant because they're all, all got middle-class educations and they just want to go build their careers. And so it's just so fascinating to me that we, in this mission of sterility of, uh, of humans and microbes, uh, we engineered our own extinction event and it's, it's upon us now. So that all, you know, is kind of more musings than you maybe want on the concept of sterility. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.